0: Episode 125, Social Media and Marriage, Part 2 of my interview with Meredith Boggs. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams marriage coach Kayla Levin and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Hi friends, welcome back. I got some great feedback about Part one of this interview. So if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen, I, I really recommend it. Meredith is really a breath of fresh air. I feel like she had a lot of really interesting things to, to say. She's really interesting to listen to. I also just die for the Southern Girl accent. I think she's got the most beautiful voice. So <laughs> I love that. And I'm really excited to bring you part two of this interview. I think the most important part that we got into was discussing the compare and despair trap that people get into with social media, right? where you see, and by the way, when I say social media, this does include WhatsApp. So we see the pictures and we see what people are up to and we see, you know, the happy smiling faces. And of course, our brain just paints that as that is all that's going on in their relationship. And then we compare it to our real life outtakes as opposed to their highlight reel. It's not a pretty comparison. And I know that we all know it intellectually. It can be so easy to forget. It can be so easy to forget that when you're looking at all the pictures and especially if you go online when you're already feeling kind of yucky, which unfortunately is something that a lot of people do. It's when you're in a bad mood or in a bad place and then you kind of go to veg out looking at, you know, chats or feeds. It just feeds on that yucky feeling and kind of ends up making it worse, right? I am happy that we got into that in this party episode. I think you're going to really enjoy it and enjoy. Uh- mhm. I, I'm wondering, just thinking about you know, I do hear a lot from newlyweds um, about the compare, compare and despair trap. Uh, you oh know, yeah, I see him taking out taking her out here, or he gave her this present, right? Like, of course, it's so compelling. It's so much fun to share about your romantic life, and it's. Mm-hmm. You know, but of course, there's there can always be someone on the other side who sort of. Maybe they're struggling and then they see it and it's, and it's hard for them. I did mm-hmm. hear one thing. I have to credit this to, there's a teacher in New Jersey, devorah Kegel, and uh-huh. she taught me when you want to brag about your husband, call your mother-in-law. And I thought that was Ooh. the most amazing tip ever. I tell it to everyone. Oh,
1: I like it's that.
0: It's amazing. You just take a picture, you send it to her. Like what an amazing guy you you raised. Um, oh,
1: I love that.
0: Fabulous tip. But that isn't to say that I think, you know, you can, you know, I'm not trying to make a rule here that you should never do it, but
1: mm-hmm. that
0: I think is, is pretty clear. And I, you know, again, I do coach a lot on that of of you know someone seeing something and then now maybe it wasn't even something that she necessarily wanted in a husband, but she
1: mm-hmm. well, she's got
0: it. So like, why don't I? Yeah, do that? that looks fun. But yeah, I also wonder if the social media, if social media has kind of raised the standard across the bar. Like our houses, I think, are so much more curated and designed. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah. Because you're seeing yes. boxes, Plus, you're seeing it with the filter.
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Like how, where, Oh, totally. Else, do you feel like you, you see that at all?
1: Do you I, I feel it? like everything, I feel like everything, you know, the first real conversation that I remember having about this, um, was when I was in college and Pinterest was like exploding and my mom, my mom's a florist and I went to a I went to a small um, private Christian school. And so the MO was kind of like, oh, you get engaged your junior year, you get married the week after graduation. And so by my junior and senior year, all of my friends were engaged and planning their weddings. And wow. I I was home on break and I don't remember, I don't remember what my mom and I were talking about, but she had a couple weddings coming up that she was doing flowers for. And I was talking about some of my friends that were getting married and just, you know all the all the wedding planning things and and she was just like pinterest has completely just like destroyed the wedding industry she was like these brides that are coming now they their perception like they have these huge they have these mood boards created and they have these huge dreams and visions of what they want their day to look like and then you quote them a price and they just fall out of their chair and they're like how how do you expect me to spend you know 20 grand on flowers and she's like, "Well, this is what you want and this is, you know, she just said that's what that's what Pinterest has done to her business and to the wedding industry as a whole." And that was the first time that I was really like, "Oh, wow. Pinterest is is, you know, really ravaging a lot of things in a lot of ways, but I think you're right too in terms of relationships, people, especially with marriage, people look around and I love what you said that it's like you see something in your friend's husband that it's like you never even that you wanted that or you never even really did but then all of a sudden it's this thing of well she has something that I don't have and then there's this jealousy and then there's this comparison sort of trap that you fall into and you know it can just it can get so ugly and so dark so fast and and like you said too our homes are so much more curated now than they ever were I mean I think about my home growing up it was it was it was great. It was comfortable. It was homey, but it was not a Pinterest perfect kind of home. And, um, and I think, I think we have done a huge disservice to ourselves and to everyone else that we, we've now made that the standard because, you know, it's like everyone's home is essentially the home of an interior designer now. Whereas before it was like, that's what you see in magazines or like, you know, these crazy weddings where people are spending like 100k 200k something like that which is insane anyways it's like that's then become normalized and it's like oh yeah you have this and that and all the frills all the bells and whistles and we're totally normalized it because that's just what we're inundated with with the content that we see and you kind of have to you have to stop and you have to kind of zoom out and be like wait a minute this is this may be someone's life but that's not that's not my real life that's not the general public's real life,
0: yeah. but you know, it's where Instagram is so tricky because if I pick up Martha Stewart weddings and I see a $20,000 floral arrangement, mm-hmm. I know I'm holding a magazine. That's not going mm-hmm. like, to be for me necessarily, but if I'm following an Instagrammer and I, like you said, I, I saw her make the cake for her sister's birthday and I saw where she mm-hmm. went with her husband and I've been there when she was sick and everything, then you feel like, oh, we're, you, you have a sense of association and then yes. she goes and spend so much money on flowers. Then it's like, well, people like me do that, right? Like,
1: so yeah, yes. so it can be sneaky. It can. And you know, I think I have found myself, this is probably the place that I fall into the most on Instagram. I look at people and I think, and some of it I think is, is what people post and what people project this kind of like, oh, I do it all kind of thing. Um, which first of all, I think that message is one, a lie. Nobody does it all. And two, I think it's really detrimental. Um, I've, I've heard, I've listened to like a couple interviews and just seen some things on TV. And it is so off putting to me when people are like, how do you do it all? And you know, people give these bogus answers of like, well, it just, you know, takes like a lot of organization, right? Like I'm just kind of a perfectionist or I'm really organized or I have a super supportive husband. It's like, all right, let's cut, let's cut all that nonsense. Like nobody can do it all. If you don't have a village, like everyone has a village around them. And so don't try to act like you're self-made, like you, you can do this all by yourself. Um, There is no shame in admitting, I mean, I tell people, I'm like, We don't have kids yet, but I pay someone to clean my house because I just, with work and everything else, the last thing that I want to do is do it. And I don't want my husband and I to argue over it. So I pay a housekeeper to come once a month. I do not act like I do everything. I don't act like I do all the cooking. It's just one of those things that I think that's a huge disservice when we act like we do everything. But, you know, it's, I I think the trap that I fall into a lot is looking at influencers, different people on Instagram. And I think oh, they do it all. And in reality, I mean, they may be projecting that, they may not, but in reality, they they have one niche. They're a florist or they're a photographer or they're a graphic designer or they're this or that. And so that's what you're seeing the highlight reel of. Maybe, you know, maybe they're a stay-at-home mom and they make all their baby food and they homeschool and they do all this. And it's like, so that's what you're seeing. But the other side that you're not seeing is that, you know, they're not, you know, wearing all the latest trends from New York fashion week, or, you know, they're not like writing on their blog and putting out podcasts. It's like, they're doing their one thing, kind of like I'm over here doing my one thing, but there's just this perception that all these other people around us are doing it all. And they, you know, they've got the perfect home and the perfect marriage and the children and the career and everything. And, I think that is a slippery slope to fall into. Um, And you have to stop and be like, oh, wait, no, that's not real. Nobody does it all.
0: Yeah, 100%. So when you talk about the other half, like, is it mostly about awareness? Or is there a way to center ourselves more into, I mean, ideally, it's not even the other half, right? It's like the other 90%. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. How do we... I don't know. Do you have suggestions also for that or, or how do people, yeah. Just how do people feel more grounded in their real life? Um, other than having limits on, on phone usage.
1: Yeah. I actually, um, I've created this little like six steps to stopping the scroll and I'll, I'll send it to you so you can link to it in the show notes if you want to. But, um, but it's, I mean, it's just six really simple steps that don't take long at all. Um, And the first one we've kind of already touched on, but it's just, it's just stopping. It's physically like a change of scenery, leaving your phone in the other room, getting, uh, getting unstuck from it. Um, And then it goes through, it goes through a few other steps, but a lot of it I think is, um, you know, it's nothing crazy. It's nothing profound, but it's, it's just simple steps of like, you know, you just, you start by. I'm trying to think through the acronym right now, um, because the acronym is scroll, and I can't tell you off the top of my head. Um, mm-hmm. my pregnancy brain is in full fledged right now, and I, I can't remember anything these days, but um oh the S is to go get the link. <laughs> right now you have to because I can't even remember and tell you what it is. Um, but as the first S is for stop. I can't even tell you what the T is for, but there's you know, there's a a piece of redirecting your thoughts, so it's like Are you going, you know, are you going into a ditch right now, like comparing your life thinking, oh, this person has it, you know, so perfectly, what kind of lies, what kind of narratives are you internalizing and redirecting all of those to truth, which I think is something that everyone's having to do every day. Um, But this is, you know, this isn't just another area that you stop and you bring cognizance to that and you redirect. And then, you know, I, I think some of it kind of, again, like we've already touched on is, It's simple practices of gratitude, um, stopping in the middle of your day or starting in the morning and writing down three things that you're thankful for, or if you're finding yourself really stuck in a ditch of, of comparison, you know, if it's about your home, walk around your house and find three things that you're thankful for, or if you're looking at, you know your friend's picture of her date night and you're thinking, "Oh, her husband's so great." think about three things that you're grateful for for your husband. Write them down, or even better, like write him a little note telling him what you're grateful for. And I think I think it can never be overstated the wild impact that gratitude has on re just redirecting our minds and restructuring our heart. So anyways, I, I wish that I could remember all of the all the six pieces, but you know, that's pregnancy brain for you. So um, but yeah, but I'll send you that. So if you want a link that to it, they can, and they I can also look want at to it. just
0: add, because I'm a coach, so I just have to say this. I can't hold myself back, but yes, it's really helpful to stop and notice what drove you into the scroll in the first place. Mm-hmm. Is like, there a negative emotion you were trying to get away from? Yes. It might have been something as simple as boredom.
1: Like, yes. It's
0: kind of boring, or I have nothing for, to look forward to today. Something like that, because you know we do go for that dopamine hit. We go for that. It's like uncomfortable. Yes. This is this is you know this is the equivalent of a, of eating a bunch of Oreos essentially for your yeah. brain, right? It just yes, right away. But the long term effect is that we never actually deal with the thing that caused us to feel like yeah in the first place. So yeah, we need that discomfort. We need it because it's going to propel us to to. Take a moment to look into our life, and it might be like very definitely might be that a person realizes I do want to focus more on gratitude, or I do need more mm-hmm. or more prayer in my life. Like that might be the the realization, or it might, yeah, there's this bigger thing in my life that I need to work on. Yeah, it's this dream that I'm not pursuing, you know. And yes, you know, so there's like, there's I love that you have like these really clear cut practical tools when you're already in it because sometimes that's like you, that's all you can handle at the moment. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Them, not,
0: like to walk into a different room. is so simple and clear and it's really powerful because of that. But then after mm-hmm. the fact, I want to encourage everyone to also go back and be like, okay, was that just habit or was there something I was sort of resisting or avoiding in that moment?
1: Yes. Well, and it's like you said with the Oreos too, that it's like you reach for something in that moment, but it never actually satisfies you. And then you find yourself still hungry and never fully satisfied. And it's like that dopamine hit that it's like, yeah, maybe you are just bored or, you know, maybe you are feeling really sad or lonely, You, whatever it is. And you, you click open your app, you see the red flash, the hearts, the whatever, and you get that instant dopamine hit. And then it's so transient and it's gone. And you, and you're back at, you're back at square one again. So yes, I'm a huge, I'm a huge proponent of personal work. Get, get a therapist, get a coach, get somebody who is kind of an external source because all of our brains are crazy and we just need, we need someone else to look into that and speak into that. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think it's so important to, yeah, get out of it in the moment, but then reflect on it and figure out what it was that took you there in the first place.
0: Amazing. For this is I was just like such a, I feel like a perfect sort of like launching points, so many good things for people to think about, to sort of evaluate their own usage, a lot of really practical tools. Um, what would you like, like for people who want to follow you, who want to learn more from you, where should they go?
1: Yeah. So I, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Meredith W Boggs or my website is Meredith W Boggs.com. That's where I'm mostly at. I'm also on Facebook, but you can find me either way through there. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Oh, and I have the one guru question for everybody, which you you already know know what it is. If you could, what advice would you give to newlywed Meredith?
1: Oh man, I would, hmm. I think I would have, I would have told her that who she was was enough and that she didn't have to do all the things to try to be a good wife. She didn't have to, you know, try to work so hard to grow in her career, have the perfect home. I think I would have just told her that her husband loved her for who she was and she didn't have to keep doing anything. So Thank and I feel know. like but I so I feel like that um you know what's funny is I this is probably like two years after we had been married, but my husband and I um both worked night shift for a little bit. And so he was working one night and I was at home and I was just up in the middle of the night. And so I for whatever reason I went back And I was watching all the raw footage from our wedding and we'd seen our highlight video and all this stuff, but I was, I was just clicking through these videos and it was like different. It was like when the videographer talked to different friends and family members. And, um, and like I said, this is probably, it's probably a year and a half, two years in. So, um, but there was this one video, um, where they had pulled my mom aside and she, and they were asking her like, you know, what do you have to say? Like it's your daughter's wedding day, whatever. And, and she literally said that she said, who you are is enough. And I was like, weeping. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just spent the last year learning this. And it was just, but I, but I loved it. It meant so much. And, and now when people ask that, I'm like, yeah, just, just who you are already is enough. That's why they're marrying you in the first place. They love you. Even if you don't ever do anything, if you don't ever do anything at all. So yeah, I just I hope, I hope that we'll speak to someone out there who might be in the throes of that or who's coming up on engagement or marriage and, and that'll really take root. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a really, really powerful message. And I think really fabulous, especially in the context of being a newlywed. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. it's all the time, but in this particular context, even. Oh yeah. Yes. Amazing. Thank you
1: so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was, this was so great.
0: Okay, my friends, that's the rest of the interview. I just want to say before we go that I I keep forgetting to go on iTunes and look at the reviews, and sometimes I just remember, and it's like so serendipitous and nice to just go and check them out, and you guys have been leaving some really gorgeous, amazing, and meaningful reviews, and I just want to say thank you so, so much. It really is like such a chazik booster for me to go on there and to see that, you know, this is improving your commute, that you just got married and you're using this material. You've been married for 15 years and you're using this material. So I just love all the different people who are using it. I'm so grateful to you for leaving a review. It just means a lot to me and really um, energizes me to keep going. So if you haven't left a review yet and you'd like to, I would love to read it. I'll make sure to go check on there the next couple of weeks for people who've heard this and who have left their review. And you could do that really easily, you know, on any podcast player, just rate and review the podcast. And I hope you love it. And I hope you leave a review. Thank you so much. Have an amazing week. Bye-bye.